independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up, party people? It's all Jubilee talk all day. That's not Ukraine. That right there is the Jubilee going on, celebrating the Queen's, uh, what, 70th year? 70 years she has been the Queen of England. Now, I have never been to a Jubilee, because uh, they don't go on very often. But I have been to the Queen Mum's 90th birthday, and let me tell you something. That, my kids, was a shindig. We talk about anything today, and I've thought to myself, you know what? The Queen's Jubilee sounds fun. They're having a good time, right? Prince Charles is out there with all of his his fake stuff on. I love how they all dress up, right? Like they're all in the outfits, right? She's in the light blue with the pearls. Of course, darling, you would inspect that. And Charles is in his, his red outfit, and, you know, it's fantastic. Oh, my God. He looks like he's rummaged through everything that Prince had. It's got fake medals. Like, you, what have you won? Like, they're not even real. Like, what are you? You have a lot of medals on. <laughs> you look like Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh, he was always my favorite captain of all the crunches. Captain Crunch. I mean, yes, that's me, Captain Crunch, of course. We were talking about who should be the next leader, if you will, of the monarchy. And people always say, Oh, the monarchy's stupid. The Brits need to get rid of it. They're never going to get rid of it. And the reason is, is people come from all over the globe to visit a castle, right? They go to Disneyland to visit a castle. Why? Because there's a queen and a king, and that's essentially Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. That, that, that's what that is. That's awesome. Right? That's why you go there. Going to see a giant empty home? Not exciting, right? I know the castles of which the Queen is uh, an owner of, like from Windsor to Balmore and, and, of course, the, you know, Buckingham Palace. How many other castles are in England and nobody has any idea who those castles are? Why? Because nobody cares because no royal lives there. People come from all over the world. They want to see it. She doesn't have any official duty duties anymore, right? I still think she has to, essentially, if you're, if you're elected uh, prime minister, you have to get the blessing of the queen. But she's not going to say, no, I don't like you. I think you're a, you know, I don't really, I'm not into you. I find you to be very boorish. But we were talking about who should be next. And it's like, it's going to be Charles, right? Uh, and I'm like, man, they should totally, well, don't give it to Edward. Or Andrew, obviously, can never have it. But I said, they should give it to George, the little kid. <laughs> that would be the best. I know he's only four, but I think we do a fabulous job. Fandabulous job indeed. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> All that being said, while they have no worries of inflation, we here do. Yes. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what, uh, what the Secretary was pointing out is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago. Why including, not? Well, let me... I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, including Russia's decision to inc invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. You couldn't have foresaw that when everybody in the world saw that coming. They didn't show up like 
February 1st, they were manning there for quite a while. People saw things happening. People understood there may be something going down. And then when things started to get closer, you could have foreseen some of that even more. The reality is, is now, could you have done a lot about it? No. So you're, you're, obviously he wasn't listening to anybody. Hell, he doesn't listen to his own people, Putin. Why should he listen to anybody else? But there was a lot of things you should have forced on. You had the CDC, the World Health Organization, and any other organization with three letters in it, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NFL, all saying there's probably going to be more variants. It's probably going to be more variants. There's a chance there could be another variant. So you knew there was going to be something. You had Fauci out there. There's a chance that in the fall we're going to have a situation where we could see another variant and the fall could be, ah, could be another spike in the thing. All of those things were there. You guys saw that. The reality is, though, economists are now saying, even in the White House, stop saying it's Putin's price hikes. Nobody's buying that anymore. We've looked at the data. Nobody's buying it. Stop saying that. Just come out and say, look, we printed a lot of money. And that has definitely led to inflation. But we felt that doing so gave a, a larger benefit than the temporary inflation that is that we're feeling right now. Now, I don't know if anybody's going to buy that either. But it's certainly better than the BS option you roll out there on a daily basis. Isn't it? I mean, it's not going anywhere. They've apologized, right? Uh, we made a mistake. Yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't as good job. We printed way too much money. Just go out and own it. You did it. Own it. You did it. You did that. You printed all this money. You wanted to print more. So own it. There's a lot going on uh, right now, but the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. Yeah. Own it. See, here's the thing. I think too often everybody's always looking for an excuse. Sometimes you just own something and people go, okay, well, they own it, right? They own it. They own it. But instead what happens is you blame, you cover up. It becomes way bigger than it should be. Inflation is taking a bite out of every single one of us. Latest Quinnipiac poll. Number one thing people are worried about, inflation. Number one thing people are worried about, inflation. Oh, c'est French one. Ha <laughs> Inflation. Yes, of course it is. So own it. Look, we tried a lot of different things. We did. We were trying to jumpstart the economy. We were trying to people, you know, we were more concerned than the last guy about what was going on with, with, with COVID. And, and we definitely, you know, got in a little bit over our head, right, when it came to printing money and trying to do some stuff. Uh, to, to try to help people along. And uh, for that, you know what? We, we've now got to figure out how we're going to get ourselves out of this mess. Own your problem there and go from there. But the continual blaming somebody else while all the while saying, eh, you know, this is not, this is not, uh, this is not our fault. It's somebody else's fault. That doesn't work. It's a hurricane. Right now it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the Fed can handle this. 
that hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, Andrew. It's, you, you better brace yourself. That is uh, Jimmy Diamond. Uh, what does he run? J.P. Morgan Chase? I don't know. He runs one of those big giant. I think it's J.P. And he's right. It's a hurricane coming. Is it going to be a tropical storm? It's a possibility. Is it going to be some of those things that, that we've heard in the past, that it ends up becoming not that soft landing, and it actually hits land, and it just slams into everything? Yeah. So treat it like a hurricane. Tell people to brace themselves. It's going to be a little bit tougher for a while, but we're going to get through it. We still have some good economic sound positives to point to. Now we're going to try to figure out how we mitigate some of these other ones. But they're not. They're reactionary. And because they're reactionary, they're going to continue to flounder. They're going to go in circles. They're going to spin. They're going to throw up crazy crap. As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation. And our goal is now to transition. So the present economic plan, as we see it, is working. There's not been economic job creation. Telling people they don't have a job because of a giant coronavirus outbreak and people either working at home or on unemployment then telling people to go back to work is not creating new jobs there were already jobs there they just went back to their jobs we can't even fill jobs for god's sakes own it own it there are some things that are okay, but own it. Be honest with the people. But much like what you saw and continue to see in Texas is the cover-up is worse than whatever's going on. And you're continually blaming, well, it's Putin's fault, right? It was Trump's fault. It's China's fault. It's, it's uh, No, us printing all this money? Yeah, it couldn't be our fault, right? Us not understanding what was coming? Ah, it wasn't us, right? That wasn't me. It was somebody else own it and i'm sure you know what maybe he would try to own it maybe he wouldn't i don't know it's hard to tell with this president because every time he turns around somebody else tells him hey uh uh he didn't really mean that <laughs> do you think they do i always felt that way with trump like you would be out there poor you know remember uh spicy sean spicer he'd be out there and, and uh doing his thing and as he's talking about stuff trump's tweeting the exact opposite <laughs> It's the exact opposite here. As he's talking about stuff, they go back and they go, he didn't mean that. <laughs> well, what did he mean? Because it sounded like he meant it. Nah, he didn't mean it. Have you guys met? Do you guys know what your plan is? No, no, we don't know. But I just know it's not that. Whether it's Taiwan, remember that? Yeah, yeah we're going to totally go in militarily and help out. Uh, we are? Wait, what? You know, whatever it is. And he's sick and tired of it. We'll come out with a straight message where you deliver it to the people, own up to it, and then talk about how you're going to fix it, and then try to fix it. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet us, more Jubilee talk. I'm very excited about the Jubilee. I watched it today. The flyover was pretty cool. It's very exciting. 70 years. She just will not go. She's almost old enough to be our president. But you think about this. 70 years. Charles is 112, and he just waiting.
for that one chance, that one opportunity to be king, even if it's for a day. If I was king. Yeah, yellow Go West right there. Look at that. Chad with a Go West. Uh, I've officially lost everybody in the audience. <laughs> Eden Pure, the best smelling air purifier in the world because it will help you smell the difference. And it gives it a sense of uh, as it, the, the fresh air comes in, almost like there's a bit of a thunderstorm. That's why they call it the Oxley 2 Thunderstorm. Code CHAD3 for the best air purifier around. You're going to go to EdenPureDeals.com. What do you get? We're going to get three of them. Those three will take care of your house, and you will smell the difference. We got home from our travels this past weekend, and there was some stanky clothes. Why is that? Well, because the kids swim, and everything's wet, and they just throw everything inside of a bag, and you're like, oh, my goodness me. We had the Eden Pure. Within moments, you could smell the difference, right? That's the beauty. We have one in the laundry room, right? And we've got uh, uh, one in the, in the hall, and, and, and we've got, well, we've got several in bedrooms throughout the house. It's just awesome. Never buy a filter again. The Eden Pure Oxyleaf Tooth Thunderstorm. Right now, save $200 by using code CHAD3 at EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Use that code CHAD3. So, Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Oh, so many people here all the way down the mountain. We've got hundreds of thousands have come to London to pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth. 70 years on the throne. It's just incredible. These guys actually from the United States. They were very keen to say hello. You've got some ladies here as well from, from the US. Queen! just jubilee talk that's all we're doing today jubilee people are excited the jubilee's going on you told me you were here for the queen yeah yeah yes. just here to like really support her and celebrate like what she's done for like yeah. england and for 70 years for yeah. being the queen today it's, <laughs> it was so amazing somebody said today what has she done for england i look at well, what have you done for england what is it i mean look at the stuff she's done for england all kinds of stuff she's the queen she helped him get through the war Yes, she did. She's a big part of that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 70 years is a long time, though. You think when she took the gig, she's like, ah, this probably lasts a few months. I don't think I'll be here for all that long, right? I know how this usually ends. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You live to be 400 years old. Oh, my Lord. Goodness me. Eh, eh, eh. Yesterday, there was another shooting, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And it was something very interesting that was said by the police chief there that uh, was definitely worth talking about. But there was another loud, chaotic shot fired, and this one was from the Johnny Depp trial. The trial that captivated people around the world, ending with judgments in favor of both Johnny Depp and his ex-wife Amber Heard. The jury finding both were defamed, but the jury sided with Depp on all three of his defamation claims stemming from Heard's Washington Post op-ed in 2018, in which she claimed to be an abuse victim. The jury awarded Depp $15 million in compensatory and punitive damages, a total brought down to $10.3 million due to a state law capping punitive damages. Yeah. 
So uh, she got $2 million. I think it had to do with her, his lawyer defaming her or something. I don't know. They're probably just going to look. You've got nothing, Amber, right? I mean, they're trying to get you off Aquaman, for God's sakes. I think the movie's in the can already, and they're just like, is there any way we can put somebody else's face in there? So, uh, no, no, you know, she's, I don't even know what she got paid for Aquaman, but whatever it is, it's Johnny's now. I think Johnny just wants it to be over. These were two people that should never have been in a relationship ever. They probably shouldn't have even been in a movie together, but, uh, Johnny got what he wanted. The win, the money is inconse- inconsequential at this point in time. Cause she doesn't have any, and he knows that, you know, on the other side of things, he wants his life back right he wants to be able to make crazy movies where he gets to dress up and larp around and i think he got portion of that definitely clears johnny's name not only in the court of public opinion but now by a jury and there's a good chance now that we could see him i don't know if we'll see him on another uh disney movie anytime soon but uh you never know but that's kind of what he wanted back and i think the public has said yeah you know what Uh, we'll let you back Because you are crazy, but so is she. And she pooped in your bed. Just remember that. Next time you date her. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. There was another shooting yesterday, this time in Tulsa. Three dead, and then four if you count the gunman. Found this to be interesting, though. The police chief in Tulsa, when asked about the police's response, he said, The men and women of the Tulsa Police Department did not hesitate. I think that's absolutely in response to what took place in Evaldi and the continual, you know, run around of like, first it was this and then it was that. And the timeline's always changing. And he was outside the school for potentially seven minutes. And you're just like, what are you talking about? Like that's seven. The average school shooting lasts five minutes. You guys, what were you doing? But to hear that is I, I think uh, one of those things where you are absolutely looking at the way that people are looking at police right now, saying, is this the way all of these things are going to go? And he's just like, no, no. We, 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 the minute we got the call, we went in and we engaged. Haven't seen too much about the uh, the shooter, and it's funny. I said yesterday, here's the way that 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 these things go, and everybody's like, "You're a racist." I'm like, "No, I'm just being honest." I mean, you don't want to hear honesty, uh, then go somewhere else. If the shooter is a white guy who hates people on the left, there's uh, it's going to be a lot of talk. 
it'll get a lot of of press right now anything that happens with kids you're gonna get a lot of press but but in, in a situation it, it's going to get you're, you're gonna get a ton of press if you have a certain thing that the media looks for right one of those things I hate to say it, it's a little bit of body count that sounds horrible but I'm peeling back the curtain a little bit and giving you guys a peek inside. I know, Jubilee Talk was much more exciting. If it's somebody who's got beef with another person, right, or it's gang-related, even if multiple people die and it's a handgun, but it's not politically motivated. It's motivated over turf or whatever the hell people are, you know, I don't even know what the, the, the people are fighting about nowadays, but it's probably to do with drugs and, and uh, any of, nobody, nobody's paying attention to that. It's like, ah, it's nothing to see here. And this guy's like, that's reverse racism. You're a racist. I'm like, why? Because the reality is that's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. The media looks for stuff. How many people were killed over Memorial Day weekend that weren't killed in a mass shooting? That were killed in drive-bys, that were killed in 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 you know one-offs, that were killed at uh you know at, there was there was a graduation and there was shootings there, but it, it's but it wasn't the whole crowd and it was a handgun and it was more. That's kind of the way this thing goes. Remember, the media's are always looking for narratives, and race right now is a great narrative to have. It's big business. You know, racism is huge business right now. There are certain things that are, right? Like, I mean, every big major corporation is a chief inclusivity officer. Ooh. Which brings us to this. Leah Thomas, the uh, world-class swimmer. Remember her from Penn? Uh, Look, I said her, right? I said her. But uh, she, uh, she was on GMA. It's her first real interview talking about the controversy over the fact that, hey, you know what? Not too long ago, you were a guy competing with guys. Now you are a woman, or at least identifying as a woman, competing with women. And really, you look like a guy competing with kids at times. There are some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that be lifted is incredibly relieving. Well, that's good, as long as you're happy. I mean, the other kids, who cares about their... their the, what matters most is you're happy. <laughs> hey, kids, 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 don't worry about it. I know that she crushed you, and you trained your whole life, and you got absolutely obliterated by her, but she's happy, and that's what matters most. She's happy. I mean, that's kind of like, talk about it, some entitlement right there, right? Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic 
and our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage is not something that ever factors into our decisions. You didn't transition to win more medals. No. Now, I will agree with that. I don't think that anybody transitions to like, hey, you know what? I can't make the Olympics as a, as a guy, but you know what I could do? I could make the World Cup and the Olympics as a girl. I don't think that happens. I don't. I mean, you know, a majority of people that transition, they're just trans, they're just regular people. They're not even involved in any athletics. And uh, they're probably more apt to be part of, uh, you know, like, I would say, you know, theater and stuff like that. But the, so I don't think that. But just because you don't transition to get uh, a competitive advantage doesn't mean that you don't get a competitive advantage. That's it. You do. You do. That's just, that's what happens, especially the way that you transition. I mean, you were like one summer you're on the guys' team, the next summer you're on the women's team. I find that hard to believe that somehow you don't have some sort of advantage. The women who signed the letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans people, but only only to a certain point where if you support trans women as women and they've met all the NCA requirements, and then I don't know if you can really say something like that. Yeah, but remember what they're doing next year. Right. Because they realized that this was not something that people were comfortable with. And and, you know, we 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 here's something that always gets lost in this. I support your right to to. To transition, I would do whatever the hell makes you happy. Right. I mean, if that's what you think is going to change everything in your life and that's the one thing that's missing, you know, fine. Right. Uh, look, we can have all kinds of conversations that we have about the mental state of people, about a lot of what's going on right now with the world of transitioning, especially in junior high and high school, where it seems to be it's like, hey, there was no kids here. Now there's like 20 uh, that are transitioning. I find that and they're all seem to be friends. But. All of that being said, we forget that there are other people involved, meaning other women. Their voice should matter, too, shouldn't it? Should their voice not matter in this conversation? Their feelings don't matter because somehow now this person has decided to become a woman and because they've transitioned, automatically their feelings usurp yours and jump above you because their issue tends to matter more. You have a competitive advantage. They're working hard, too. They're training hard. But there are some things that you are just naturally better at. Now, when you're 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I mean, to a certain extent, eh. Jack's, Jack's hockey team, his team has, the, you know, every, all, all weekend long, there was two or three girls on each team. Part of that is because there's not enough to make up a, a vast majority, but that changes as they get a little bit older. Now, when they start to hit, which will come in the next year or so, that will change because the advantage will be mightily to to the boys. Absolutely. Leah was asking about the Olympics. Are there Olympics in your future? It's been a goal of mine to, to swim at Olympic trials for, for a very long time, and I, I would love to see that through. 
Now, I don't know what the Olympics is going to do because they're looking at this too. And I do think if eventually this ends up in a position where she gets on the Olympic team and she manages to to win, uh, you've got to think to yourself, the Olympics will be like, oh, man, we can't have this. Right? We, 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 we can't have this. We can't. Because the worry is about the sports. There should be. Now, GMA spoke with some of her teammates anonymously. Because why? Because they don't want, they're terrified. This is the other part of it. They're terrified to talk about how they feel, fearing repercussions that would get them kicked out of school and brandished forever as a transphobe. The feeling of winning doesn't feel as good anymore because it feels tainted. There was a lot of things you couldn't talk about that were very concerning, like a locker room situation. If you even brought up concerns about it, you were transphobic. If you even bring up the fact that Leah something might not be fair, you were immediately shut down as being called a hateful person or transphobic. Yeah, that's scared. So through everybody else's fear, I mean, the, the threats of fear, uh, you know, threaten you, you're, you're afraid to say anything, and, and the fear of being canceled or, or, you know, kicked off the team or out of school, when you have your own concerns, and again, her concerns, her feelings matter more than yours. But there's never any conversation. The coaches don't sit everyone down and acknowledge what everyone's really upset about. So Penn actually brought in people high up in the athletic department to talk to us. They brought in someone from like the LGBTQ center. So you, you're upset about what's happening, and so yeah. you need psychological help. Yeah, and they told us in this meeting, they said, we understand there's an array of emotions, but Leah swimming is a non-negotiable. However, we can help you make that okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah, Leah swimming is non-negotiable. Period. Case closed. End of story. So whatever feelings you have, they will always be secondary. Speaking of somebody who has transitioned and knows a thing or two about sports, Caitlin, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Now, this is not Leah Thomas's fault. Um, it's really the woke world that's out there right now uh, gave Leah Thomas the ability to honestly take away medals from other athletes. Uh, she played by the rules, but my beef has been with the NCAA. They've got to harden these rules because the NCAA should be out to protect women's sports. Yeah, 100%. Do you think if you ask Caitlin, Caitlin, if you transitioned when you were 25, and you got to participate in the Olympics at the height of your athletic abilities. Do you think you would have won? Even and you had won as a male. What do you think? She would say honestly, "Yeah, I'd have crushed him." You know, transitioning. I really feel like it comes with responsibility and integrity. And I think in the show that she did, I think there was a lack of that. Uh, it was all about her and her happiness, where, you know, when she was a male swimmer just a few years ago, she wasn't happy at all. Now she's all of a sudden happy. Well, I am into happiness. I am glad she is happy. But she did it at the expense of the other female athletes. Yeah. But you can't say anything, because if you are, you're a transphobe. And remember, everything else is non-negotiable. So we can make it better for you by bringing people in. But uh, you are secondary in this conversation, and your feelings matter not. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We'll have more Jubilee talk coming up a little bit. It's Jubilee Day in uh, Britain. It's going to go out through the weekend. More Jubilee talk coming up. Omaha Steaks, we should get the queen that. Maybe it's the Queen's want steak. No, it's Father's Day. 
Dads want steaks. It's a $99 package for all the expense of everything that you see out there, especially when it comes to the meats. Omaha Steaks is giving you 16 delectable, tasty, incredible entrees, including the amazing bacon wrap fillets, the incredible gourmet jumbo franks, air-chilled boneless chicken breast, a uh, little caramel apple tartlets, and on top of that, they're going to throw in eight free Omaha Steak burgers, bigger, better, and tastier than ever before. We ordered another set because we already went through mine. It's awesome. Dads do want steaks. We love steaks. Right now, you're getting a 100% money-back guarantee, and it's unconditional, like dads love. Oh, that's nice. You said something nice there. Now, give dad what he wants. He doesn't want a tie. He wants steaks. The dads want steaks package right now. OmahaSteaks.com. Go to the uh, uh, right at the top there. You're going to see a search bar. Type in B-E-N-S-O-N. You're going to get this $99 for all this amazing stuff. They're going to throw eight extra burger patties, bigger, better, tastier than ever, because dads want steaks. 100% unconditional money-back guarantee for the best around. OmahaSteaks.com. Use Benson in the search bar to get big for the Dads Want Steaks package. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Stay hidden. Obi-Wan Kenobi star and executive producer Ewan McGregor making it clear toxic fans are not welcome in the Star Wars world. He posted a video online after Obi-Wan actress Moses Ingram revealed that she was getting death threats after the series debuted last week. We love Moses. And if you're sending her bullying messages, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. There's no place for racism in this world. And uh, I totally stand with Moses. Other actors of color in the Star Wars world, including John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran, have experienced similar online hate. Well, first of all... uh... Racism, stupid. We know that. Secondly, why, 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 why is everybody mad at her? I mean, oh, because she's in the new Star Wars, and uh, uh, she gets attacked because she's black. I don't. For what? Like, is this? You know, I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world. I didn't really got that. You know. You know, you never see fat people in space. <laughs> you notice that? There's not, there's not one fat stormtrooper. Honestly, there's not one fat stormtrooper. Outside of Jabba, everybody else is pretty thin. You'll see that. Huh? What's that? Oh, this is very nice, Chad. I just... People, are, first of all, the nerds get involved in stuff, and then they're angry and like, "Well, she doesn't. What? What doesn't she do? Like, what is she? What? What? Well, how did she ruin the series for you?" I'm just, I'm just curious. Good God, people are so stupid. This is why we can't have nice things. Now, if you're just saying I don't like her character and it's stupid, well, that's a different thing because you guys are nerds and I expect stuff like that. 
but it's because I don't like her character and it's stupid because she's black, then you're an asshat. And I hope a stormtrooper comes and gets you. Luckily for you, they'll miss because they've never hit anything. Ever. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Now, you know, we could worry about inflation, potential nuclear war with Russia. But it's hard to be sad on a day when we celebrate the Jubilee, baby. That's right, the Jubilee. Oh, they've shot the queen. That's Jubilee Day in uh, Britain. The celebration is huge. I mean, there are people like you cannot believe the insanity of how many people are there. The question, of course, would, you know, would Prince Harry and Meghan be there? Apparently they're there, but they're not like they weren't on the balcony. You want to be on the balcony. Right? You don't want to be a hanger honor. You want to be part of the crew. You don't want to be in the back. You know, it's like you're backstage. You're backstage at this point in time. She didn't want a controversy. And she 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 positioned it right, you know. She had everything. You know, Charles is there wearing his Captain Crunch, you know, military outfit. And, uh, you know, Camilla, she's next to him, right? You know, and you got Edward, the third son that nobody cares about. He's way over there. <laughs> He's like, okay, you could be on a balcony, just not our balcony. And it's the Andrew. Uh, there's a couple, you know, others, and of course, you know, then the family, William and, and, and his wife, and of course, the children, and little George is right there. George is the man. That's the, good, that's the future king right there. That's it, right? It goes Charles, so it goes from Captain Crunch to William, and then the reality is, though, that George is the future. I would pay, If I met her, I'm passing it off to George. Look. Here it is. The truth is, I don't want any of you to have it but young Georgie Porchy. I think he'll be fantastic. Now, as far as the queen, uh, she is, she's, she's elderly. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. 70 years she's been doing this gig, uh, and she's had to basically say, look, I can't do everything anymore, right? So we're going to have to figure some stuff out. The crowds are massive. It's just kind of neat. I mean, we don't have that here. Right, And with all the craziness going on, with all the lunacy, with all of the shootings, we had another shooting yesterday and all that stuff, it, it, it is just neat to sit back and go, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's the queen. It's blah, blah. You know what? Yeah, it is the queen. It's absolutely the queen. 100%. It's the queen. And she's doing queen things. And when everybody says, oh, they should get rid of the queen, you're not getting rid of the queen. You're not getting rid of royalty. 
they don't have the impact they once had when it comes to the actual doing anything in the country. Here's the impact they have. People like to go to places where there's kings and queens. There's castles. Nobody goes, hey, you know, be fun. Let's take a trip to see a dictator. <laughs> no. No. But kings and queens? Yeah. You know how many castles I've seen in throughout Europe? A lot. Many of them don't even know their names, remember anything about them. Outside of some hauntings and weird stuff like that. The reality is, is you remember the ones where the king and the queen reside. Why is that? Because there's a king and queen there. Right? If Disneyland didn't have a face of something, right? It was just Disneyland. Right? That's all it was. It's a guy who drew cartoons. Disneyland. Nothing other than that. Just Disneyland. There's a castle. There's Mickey and Minnie. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes that stuff. They do. Every once in a while, it's just kind of fun to sit back and go, all right. Then we have to realize there's other things going on in the world. These streets were empty. There were checkpoints. Mm -hmm. The sound of air raid sirens, the sound of shells landing. Mm -hmm. And I know it kind of looks semi-normal here, but those shells could still land at any time, and they are across Ukraine. Ian Pinnell right there, who is in Ukraine, as things start to get back to some normal way of life for them. Yesterday, by the way, uh, Scotland and Ukraine played in the semifinal for the last European spot to get into Qatar 22, which is the World Cup that's taking place in November through December of this year. And it was in Scotland. And Ukraine won three to one. And I guess the country was just overjoyed about just all of this stuff because it like everything else, it's a moment of of comfort in a time of chaos. It's a moment of 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 bringing the country together, not just because of war, but because there's our guys, right? They're out there, they're fighting. They're, 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 they're doing all of these things and they're able to come back and they see these guys out there doing everything they can to fight in a different way to try to lift the spirits of their country up. Scotland was heavy favorites. The Ukrainian team hasn't played a game in six months. Now, the players are all professionals. They all play across the globe in different areas. But the Ukrainian team has not gotten together, trained, and played in six months. And they did. Their seasons, most of them just ended a week ago. The players played, but Scotland was heavy favorite at home, and Ukraine won three to one. They play Wales on Sunday for a chance to go. Here's something: if Ukraine wins Sunday, their opening match against the United States. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. All that being said, we've got inflation here, and it's running, as the kids would like to say, amok. It is. As is gas prices. In some areas around L.A., now regular unleaded is over $7 a gallon. A few lone gas stations, even over $8 a gallon. That would mean filling up a full-size SUV would be $224 every fill-up. This guy just bought a bike. Forget these high gas prices. Right here at Target, I got it half off. The cost of that bike, 75 bucks, a lot less than a tank of gas here in California. 
One of our producers here, he says to me yesterday, he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I said, what? He goes, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. I'm like, oh, can I have your kidneys? I mean, I don't need three, but you never know. <laughs> but he said, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. And the other producer said, you know, I'm curious about that. He goes, but I'm not getting one of those ones that's going to kill me. I'm like, mm, I think any one of them has, I know you, I think any one of them has the potential of killing you. It's the people you don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're a motorcycle, you're driving around, you're like, ah, gas sucks. But you put, you know, three gallons in, and you drive around for three days. So I paid six, was it six ninety six or whatever on uh, Monday, and we put in like uh, twelve gallons or whatever. It's like eighty four, eighty five bucks. And my my tank holds about twenty. So it wasn't even, it was just under a half a tank. It was 85 but It would have cost me like $170 to fill up in California. That's, that's how I, and, and I was talking last night to a couple of people. I was talking to my uncle about this as well. You know, and, and both of us do fairly well. And, you know, he does very well and I do pretty well and life is not bad. But, you know, he's like, he goes, for the amount of money that him and his wife make, he's like, we're middle class. We have no kids. I'm like, I know. And, and, and there was a great article about, you know, just the cost of, of the living in big cities. And you wonder why people are, are jumping places. And I know there's a new study out that says one of the reasons home prices has gone up, partly because of the work at home aspect. People are working at home. That's pushed prices up. Uh, but it was very interesting as I'm reading this that, about one-third of Americans making about a quarter of a million dollars a year, this is either obviously single or family, are living paycheck to paycheck. And you're like, how can that be? Well, you got to think about this for a second. You live in a place like California where you go, okay, well, you know, you got 11% going to the state. You got probably at least 25% or 30% going to the feds. When you look up, all of a sudden, your 250 is now a buck 40? Well, that's still pretty good. Yeah, but your house payment is 3500 to $4,000, maybe higher. All of a sudden, you look up and you're like, yeah, that's paycheck to paycheck, which is crazy. It's not like you're making 250 and you live in a place, you're like, I'm taking home 20 grand a month. And I'm living in a place where my, uh, you know, I, I bought a three-bedroom, four-bath home, and my payment's $2,000 a month. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. But if your payment's four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000, how could it be? Well, the average median price is a hundred, as a million dollars for a home. But most of these people are making two fifty aren't living in Bakersfield. They're living in Palo Alto. They're living in, you know, Orange County. You're spending one one to one five on a home. My mom's house is like, she told me the other day, she goes, it's gone up again. It's almost $1.3 million. I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. I could see somebody paying five or $6,000 a month to live in that house. <laughs> no offense. She's like, I agree. That's where it's at. Inflation is up. Gas is up. But I, then I started thinking, how do you live, man? How do you live? If you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year between you and your wife or you and your 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 you know your partner, whatever the hell that people say that not piss everybody off, after taxes you walk with seventy. 
Your rent is $2,000 a month living in a one-bedroom somewhere. You got a car payment. You got $7 gas. I mean, you are, you're, you're a, you know, you're, it's like one of those things just like, man, I had to take out a loan to get a, you know, a tire fixed. Crazy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot more of the Jubilee to come. A little what's trending coming up as well. Uh, presidential election project. Uh, very interesting. Been working with them for a bit. And their goal is to basically clarify what the vice president's role is in the election. We saw what happened with Pence. We don't want that anymore, right? We do not want a situation anymore where the vice president believes they can do something or has tried to be pressured into doing something. They want to look at the 1887 Electoral Act and say, all right, what can we do to fix this? And that's what they're doing. You can check out everything they're doing at presidentialelectionproject.com. Learn more about the reform and why they're doing it, why the Electoral Count Act is so important. They want to clarify the role of the VP. So it's beyond question. Ambiguity should be clarified. And it should be made clear the position is ceremonial and is not actually tasked with determining outcomes of elections. Go to presidentialelectionproject.com now. Learn more. Take the first step to ensuring Kamala Harris or any other vice president isn't put into a position to do something, forced to do something, and or thinks they can do something in the upcoming election or elections beyond. That's presidentialelectionproject.com. Presidentialelectionproject.com. Chad Benson Show. Uh, no, deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? It's funny, some guy's like, I hate that thing. You gotta do something different. I'm like, I don't have to do anything. There you go. Let's find out what's trending. Start over in Google. Jubilee, the Platinum Jubilee. Biggest thing today. 200,000 people have already searched it early on. And that is growing by the second. Yes, indeed. The Jubilee. Prince Harry. Duke of Sexes. Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. Earl. They have not been seen together in the UK. Oh, is there trouble in, in Royalville? Number one trending thing yesterday, NPR uh, reports, as, as a lot of people have, Marion Barber, ex-NFL player, struggled after he got out of the NFL, died. He was found dead in his home in Texas. And there have been a lot of struggles. Uh, I think it was Terrell Owens, actually, who tweeted out something a while ago. It's hard uh, you know, uh, to see, see my man uh, who's really down. And he had a lot of issues, mental health issues as well. Tulsa shooting yesterday. Five people dead now. At a Tulsa medical building. It's the 233rd mass shooting in America. What does that mean? Remember mass shootings. I think it's, what, three or more? And so when we think, when I think of a mass shooting, when we really think about it, I think about what we saw in Buffalo. I think about Tulsa. You know, it's, it's it, somebody driving in a, you know, a car and spraying bullets 
at rivals in a gang situation or whatever. I don't, that to me, even though a lot of people are shot, it, it's, it's, it shouldn't, I guess, register in a different way. But that's kind of the way it does, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Madden 23 trending yesterday. The cover of the video game is going to be John Madden. Past earlier in the year. And uh, he is going to have his own special edition of his face on there. It looks kind of fun. Head over to the magical world of Twitter. Everybody on Twitter is crazy. No, they're not. Amber Heard committed perjury. Lots of Johnny Depp stuff in here. What is one of them? Amber Turd is an abuser. <laughs> Jamie Dimon says there's a hurricane coming to the U.S. as far as the economy goes. And the celebrities. Kyle Rittenhouse, is he considered a celebrity now? Like, is that is that a celebrity? I don't really think that's a celebrity. I think that's a guy who did something. I don't know if he's a celebrity. Zelensky's also trending, and one of the things he's talking about is he says there are about 200,000 Ukrainian children that have been forcefully taken to Russia. That's interesting. Because we had heard earlier that there was lots of situations where people seem to be taken and brought over to Russia. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's... 200,000 kids. Could you imagine? Like, kidnapping. Like, that's some crazy North Korea stuff. Because North Korea, if you guys know anything about North Korea, they love a kidnap. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at you. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you, my friends. Lots of good stuff to get to. Some inflation. More of the Jubilee. That's very jubilant, I must say. Chad Benson Show. Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hello, hello, hello. It's Jubilee Day in Britain. They are very excited about all the things that are going on. Where is the Queen? The Queen will not join the other royal family members in the traditional carriage rides to the horse guards and will instead appear on the balcony of Buckingham Palace, joined by her cousin, the Duke of Kent. Her Majesty is set to take a salute from the cavalry as they go past Buckingham Palace on their return from the parade. Yeah, she's giving up some of her duties, but they're celebrating 70 years of us doing things. How about that? Who would have thought, right, Charles? Captain Crunch? You're very crunchy. Look at all the medals you didn't win, but they gave you. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Back here in reality world, we've got issues, and that's called inflation, kids. That's called inflation. There's a lot going on. 
uh, right now. But the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. No, it's not. At least you're honest. Own it. Own it, guys. Own it. Own it that this is your problem, that you created a portion of this. Not all of it's your fault. But your monetary policy of continuing to print was not good. The Fed, not just in this presidency, but the last one, too, you guys did not raise rates at all. And you continued to hold back on rates when you probably should have raised them at certain times. But then we had the coronavirus and you start throwing money out there. The first one, yeah, that was necessary. The last two, mm, nah. I mean, I would have liked to have seen the second one halved inside and there not have been a third one. But that third one, Biden went and put on blast and he handed out a bunch of money. We can't take immediate action that I'm aware of yet to figure out how we bring down the price of gasoline back to $3 a gallon. And we can't do that immediately with regard to food prices either. But we can compensate by providing for other necessary costs for families by bringing those down. And what would those be? Just out of curiosity. What is what, what is what is what is that? Because we're now starting to see and feel what's going to be happening here with things like wheat and grains. There's a block. There's a blockade going on. A good majority of of the wheat and stuff that we see. Well, guess where that comes from? It comes from Ukraine. That comes from from Russia. And you're going to see a really scary thing in areas like throughout the Middle East that are already starting to have problems with famine. Now that is going to be ramped up. Are we going to starve? No, but we're going to pay more. So I'm trying to figure out where that's coming from. Where, where, where exactly are we fixing this? How are we fixing this? Just curious. Again, own what happened. We gave out too much money, and we probably shouldn't have went in for that last round of a gazillion gabillion dollars was at 1.9 trillion we shouldn't have done that but we did and we thought you know what this may cause some inflation all that being said we thought that the the risk of some higher prices would be mitigated by the fact that there was going to be a lot of good done with it and instead there was just a lot of waste because well that's government as far as gas prices go, there's not a ton he can do. He wasn't forward thinking. He didn't get on the horn immediately and said, look, you guys, what am I going to do to get you to drill? One of the things that he has not done but has started now to really thaw to doing is talk to NBS. Supposedly he put in a phone call. They said they didn't want to talk to him. I don't know how real that is. NBS's people have said all along, he's got our number If you don't know who MBS is, he is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, there are issues. Khashoggi's murder is a big issue. It is. But it's it's kind of a weird situation, right? We deal with a lot of bad people, right? We deal with a lot of bad people around the globe. We'll have talks with China, who are enslaving some 3 million Uyghurs right now, and who execute people all the time, 
But, you know, the whole MBS thing, ah, look, it sucks. It was horrible. It was the most vile. When you want to talk about vile, if you ever, you know, here's a So Khashoggi, for those of you who don't know, was arguably the most powerful voice in the Middle East. And a bane of existence to the Saudis. He was a thorn in their side. He was, at times, he was a, a hot foot. He was... And they couldn't stand him. And they had a chance, and they took him out in Turkey. And the way they did it was was arguably the kind of things you would see in a movie like Hostel. As president, though, we're like, we won't talk to him because we're above that. But we will sell them hundreds of million dollars in arms. Okay, that's what? Because eh, we don't really want to talk to him, but they don't like Iran. And I'd rather have them on our side than if Iran twist off, right? You know what I mean? So we kind of need them. You make that phone call. You make it. Because you're looking around, you're seeing 330 million people that are saying to themselves, "Mm, adjusted for inflation, this sucks. So what can you do? What can you do? That's one thing that you can do. So you could have got on the horn and talked to people and said, it's time to start drilling because we think there's going to be some issues. What can we do to help you drill at this moment in time? The second thing was call MBS, say, what could we get you guys to do here at OPEC and go, go, go? Because you knew something was coming with Russia and Ukraine for a while. You don't have that many troops there. The rhetoric that was going on, the chatter that you were picking up and not understand that something was coming. And you could have been out slowly but surely acquiring as much oil as possible at a much cheaper price. So rather than go into our strategic reserves, balloon those things up so we could have made up the difference in some way. Would it have been perfect? No. But it would have been forward thinking and better. It would have been. But based on what they've done with the uh, formula, would you expect that? Now, one thing you can do is you could implore people, if you have a chance, tell your employees they can work from home still. And for employers out there, it's a bit of, look, I can't afford to give you a raise right now. But what I can do is allow you to work from home three days a week, four days a week, which should save you 60 or 100 bucks, maybe a little bit more which is something that is doable, right? Like, that's totally doable. But when we say come back to the office, you have to do this. It's very interesting. Elon Musk uh, is trying to get people to come back to the office. So many people got comfortable being out of the office, not working from home. I mean, not working in the office at all, and then kind of hybriding it. It works in some ways. In some instances, there's nothing wrong with it. In other instances, it doesn't really work. You need to be around people. Now, the richest person in the world doesn't appear to think much of working from home. Elon Musk sends an email to the executive staff at Tesla with the subject line, remote working is no longer accessible. Yeah, it's interesting because we don't know who's on that speed dial, right? Tesla has 100,000 employees approximately all around the world from a range of sort of software engineers to assembly line workers. They employ a lot of contractors. Uh, And it's interesting because he would personally vet individual cases where they wanted an exemption. 
So imagine how busy his inbox is right now. All those people asking, hey, I still want to work at home. Yeah, a lot of people do. And like I say, some people, I think you get away with it. Now, obviously, if you're manufacturing the car, right, you know, like, all right, so we're going to send this to Steve. He's going to put it together. This is going to go over to Linda. She's going to put this part on. It's not working that way. But from the executive side, they did it for a while. They did it for a while. Engineers who are like computer engineers and stuff, yeah, yeah, they can do that stuff from home. But for a lot of people, being in the office is uh, is necessary. You get things done. A younger generation, I think, is adapting to it in some ways a little bit better from the working from the office thing. The problem is with the younger generation is they're already so kind of standoffish, if you will. They already have trouble, you know, adapting to society <laughs> in some ways that the that's not a good thing. And too many things fall through the crack. And, you you know, I mean, I like, I've worked remote for a very long time. And doing this gig, I'm very remote. Now, I, I do, I'm in a studio. But in my afternoon show, I'm here. And I do my stuff with my, my on-air partner. We've got, you know, I've, I've got my producer, Phil and Anthony here for my local, my, my, my national show, but you know, Phil is in, Phil, we've met what, once in nine years? Yep. Yep. And Anthony, he lives like a mile from here, but he freaking, he can't be asked to come in. He's just like, screw you. I come into your AM office and get up that early. But no, Anthony and I will, will meet and hang out once a week or something. But it, it's, I've got used to this. And part of that was the fact that I did voiceovers for so long. But I have friends, man, that they, they go nuts. And I was that way when I only did voiceovers. I, oh, there was days I was like, oh, God. I got The only person I would talk to would be on the other end of a microphone somewhere, you know, doing a crazy voice. And then I would go talk to the person at Del Taco. But it kind of got me used to this. Some people can't. Some people, you need to be around other people. Older generation in particular, I think older by that, I mean Gen Xers. I think we do. But this work from home thing, I want to see how this goes. I don't think it's going to go... I don't think it's going to go away, but I just don't think it's going to be as... I think you're going to see lots of hybrids, but I don't think it's going away, away, but I think it's going to be cut back a lot. If I work at Twitter today, would I be freaking out? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is at odds with Twitter's policy. You remember kind of midway through 2021, Jack Dorsey, when he was still CEO, said that even when our offices open in September out on Market Street, downtown San Francisco, you'll have the option to work from home indefinitely. Um, that's the decision Twitter made. If Elon Musk is to buy Twitter, you'd imagine that that, that would change. Uh, I think there'll be some changes. I still think he's going to give people some opportunities. You know, it's much different. It depends on what it is. If you're an engineer that works on computers and code and data all day, working from the house probably isn't something that's really like this person needs to be here all the time. If you are somebody who is part of the nuts and bolts day-to-day operation and you're going to be involved in a lot of different meetings and things, that's a different story. That is. It's a different story. We'll see. We'll see. I always thought we were heading in that direction with technology. I just think COVID brought it up much faster. But being around a collaborative, it, it does help in some ways. By the way, I produce very little of our, our show in the afternoon because I've already done a radio show and I've done usually two or three other things. So I give them the four or five things I want to talk about and we don't actually talk before the show. 
So that way we come in and hit everything fresh. <laughs> it's much easier. But I love my, my on-air partner. He is very controlled. He loves to plan out, like, the whole thing. And he's like, I know I don't have to ask you that. I'm like, nah, you don't. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Calibrate. You want to lose weight. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Listen to me. You're 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. 60 pounds overweight. You've tried everything. You say, Chad, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. You've not tried this. FDA-approved medication. Not a place that's FDA-approved. The medication itself is FDA-approved. It's going to reset your metabolism, meaning your metabolism is going to stabilize. So when you start to lose weight, because you're going to make real lifestyle changes that are not going to be hard, they're going to be reasonable, which happens too often, right? People go out and they just do the most insane, like, I'm only going to eat a piece of tuna every six days and an apple. That does, that's not going to work because your body's eventually going to shut down and say, oh, we're starving. This is going to be real. If you want to lose weight, listen to me now. This is it. You're going to get coaching with Calibrate. You're going to get doctor visit via video, Calibrate. You're going to get the best app around, and you're going to drop weight, and it's going to be the best thing you've done for your body. Right now, do this. Joincalibrate.com. Go there now. Use code CHAD to save on a one-year metabolic reset. Joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD to save. Joincalibrate.com. Com code Chad Chad Benson Show. Don't make me wear your mask. Are you trying to kill me? What happens if you have Corona? No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no Corona. But hurry, before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. I kind of like it, I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. You told me you were here for the Queen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm just here to like really support her and celebrate like what she's done for like yeah. England. And for 70 years for yeah. being the Queen today. It's, <laughs> oh, God, it was so amazing. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, I thought we were here to see Queen. The Freddie Mercury, they brought him back. Uh, I see that old lady, huh? She is quite nice, you know. She's not only the Queen, the head of the nation. She is the head of the armed forces. She's the head of the church. She's the head of the head of the uh, justice system. This is about her service to her people. And really, where you, know, you have political figures come and go, but this queen has probably been the queen to most people in their lives. I'm 58 now, and I've never known another monarch. Yes, of course, except for a butterfly. Get that, monarch butterfly? Yes, no, nobody got that? All right, yes. She's a queen, yes, indeed. She is very much a jubilee celebrating 70 years in... But... She's she she headed the church. It makes it sound like you know, you know, this is the Queen and Jesus. No, it's just it, it's all ceremonial. And she's given up a, a portion of her of her duties now. Her son's doing uh, a good portion of them. You know, Captain Crunch, Prince Charles, and he is because yeah, he wants that gig, right? Like he's been groomed for this. Because that's what happens. Like so. So for those of you who don't know how it works, is. Let's just say Prince Charles has passed away and the Queen is gone. It would go to William. If something was to happen to William, it doesn't go to Harry. It goes to George, 
who I would put in charge of everything. I thought, you know, we need we need some more four-year-olds running this stuff. If they're big enough to make decisions about their gender, they should easily be big enough to make decisions for for the country. For the country, you say. A lot of people there. I mean, that was, if you didn't see the shot, uh, uh, you know, around, you know, uh, there were oh, several places from Trafalgar Square all the way through, you know, to Buckingham Palace. I mean, the amount of people, I couldn't even tell you. I'm assuming it was probably well into half a million to a million people. And this is the first day of the celebration. So it'll go on today, tomorrow, all the way through till Sunday, culminating with the big, giant, they shoot her out of a cannon. (laughs) That's how they celebrate. It's like Logan's run. Man, I just keep getting more obscure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your... Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Loving from all of you kids. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Gas prices are high. They're going to be going up, 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 at least for a while. I think we know that. Inflation is high. You guys understand that. Biden has talked about it. We can't take immediate action that I'm aware of yet to figure out how we bring down the price of gasoline back to $3 a gallon. And we can't do that immediately with regard to food prices either. But we can compensate by providing for other necessary costs for families by bringing those down. I'm, again, curious. I love when you listen to it at the beginning of this. We can't take immediate action that I'm aware of. He's like, I feel like he's looking around the rooms. Any, any, do you guys know anything? <laughs> Is there anything we could do? Has anybody got an idea? We're spitballing here. That's why I brought you in. Is anybody? No ideas. Like, nothing. Nobody's got any idea. He's going to let me hang out here. It's what you guys got for me. Goodness me. Yeah, prices going up, gas going up. If people don't dent their driving, uh, we will see $5 per gallon uh, probably over the next month or so. Yeah. Now here uh, in Arizona, it went eleven up eleven cents overnight. I think it's at five twenty. Were the eighth highest gas prices in Sid country. California, on the other hand, is leading the way as they tend to do with fun stuff like this, uh, and the world's just most insane way. And as far as prices, t- taxes, more taxes, fees upon those taxes, it's just it's nuts. 
In some areas around L.A., now regular unleaded is over $7 a gallon. A few lone gas stations, even over $8 a gallon. That would mean filling up a full-size SUV would be $224 every fill-up. This guy just bought a bike. Forget these high gas prices. Right here at Target, I got it half off. The cost of that bike, 75 bucks, a lot less than a tank of gas here in California. Yeah. You know, I... uh when I first started the show, and we just doing it locally, and I didn't make a lot of money, I had to get rid of my car and make sure I, you know, I had got to pay for stuff for son, and and uh, uh, I used station vehicle for a while, and I'm like, I'll get a bike, right? You know, it's not that far. It's like when I was a kid, I used to ride a bunch of miles. No big deal. You have no idea <laughs> how hard it is to ride a bike when you get older. You're like, this sucks. This is the worst. I'm just going to steal a car a day. Had I known that, like California now, it's totally fine. How'd you get to work? Oh, I stole a vehicle. It's no big deal. I got to prosecute me. But that's what people are resorting to. Getting a bike. I've had people around the office who don't think I'm going to get a motorcycle, which is hilarious because of the person where you're like, you are not the person that should be getting a motorcycle. But that's, people are looking for ways to try to fix something that they should have been working on the minute he became president, knowing that prices were starting to go up a little bit, knowing that he was going to go print a bunch of money, and he's finally coming to the realization, and they're talking about it behind the scenes. Hey, uh, all this money we printed was probably not the best idea. Stop blaming it on Putin. Nobody is believing any of this stuff anymore. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what, uh, what the Secretary was pointing out is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago. Why including, in, well, let me, I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not. Including Russia's decision to inc- invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID, and lockdowns in China. <sighs> there was no way of knowing that. You knew that. You knew that. You knew that was a potential. You knew that was an opportunity there was an opportunity that this was going to be real when it came to Russia. You knew that COVID and their zero policy, zero COVID policy was going to eventually have an effect because you've been told over and over again, uh, at some point in time, they're going to, you know, they're going to mutate. There's going to be another blah, 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 variation. You knew that over and over again. You knew that. You knew that. By the way, just to let you know, March 2021, A full year before the invasion of Ukraine. The Russians had sent significant numbers to the border. Think about that for a second. A full year almost. Russians started sending it. You were picking up chatter. He had made no bones about what was going to happen. You could have been forward thinking, asking NATO. 
asking the European Union, hey, if this goes down, we're going off Russian oil fast. What say you guys? Because that's going to have an impact on our market. If this goes down fast, how are we going to compensate for the loss of this energy that's going to put prices up high? And somebody would probably said, why don't you call OPEC? And I'm not calling them. But, yeah. I mean, there were little things that could have been done. Now, would they have made a huge, significant dent? I think across the board they would have. Because while inflation's gone up around the world, nobody feels inflation in the modern, westernized nations like we have. Nobody has. So... Yeah, it's true. Prices have gone up and our money has gone down in value. There were things you could have done and you didn't do them. And because of that, we're paying a price and it may get worse. It's a hurricane. Right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, Andrew. It's, you, you better brace yourself. Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan. Yeah, brace yourself. Because it is going to probably get ugly. It is. So you have to ask yourself the question, Mr. President, what could you have done? First of all, own what you did as far as printing all the money you printed. Nothing wrong with that. Say that you thought that this thing was going to be uh, not as bad as it was, and we thought that, yes, while there may be some in inflation pressure, it, it, it wouldn't have been this bad. And we think that the, the, what we tried to do was far outweighed what happened. Own it. Because the, 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 the Putin price hike isn't working, and it's not going to work. Because inflation was already starting to hit, people were already feeling it, and you dropped the ball. And you can blame it, and it's easy. Everybody says, I, I love to see everybody blame it all on it. It's all the oil companies' fault. Oil companies do not set the price of oil. They don't. They don't. What our bill would do is allow the president to make the decision that there is an energy emergency for example, caused by something like the invasion of Ukraine, and then to empower the Federal Trade Commission to investigate. Yeah, Katie Porter there. She wants to investigate the oil companies. What's going on with the oil companies? What are you guys doing? Are you stealing money? We can't. And, and, and that's the big thing. Is that, is, that, is that what they're doing? Are they really doing that? Now, I'm no fan of... The oil companies are not a hater of the oil companies. They provide a necessary evil. We take advantage of that because we like cheap fuel. Unlike other nations, we're not set up to travel from place to place via mass transit unless you live in a few cities. We like our cars. We like our independence. So we have those things and we consume it and we like it cheap. We do. Oil companies are making money. We've also made it harder and harder to go and drill. We've made it not worthwhile. 
when it comes to regulation after regulation on top of regulation. When everybody went home, oil dropped off, you know, it's dropped off like a ball rolling off a table. So now it's like, well, they've got all these profits. So what can we do? They announced last quarter a record-breaking profit of $9.1 billion. That is three times their profit from just a year ago. Yeah. Okay. And? I mean, what, what, what does that mean to me? I'm curious. What does that mean to all of it? Well they're, well, they're gouging. How are they gouging? If they don't set the price. Remember, they sell oil not to just America, to the globe. They drill all over the place. So what exactly should we do to force them to give us cheaper oil? If you're a big oil company and you are not price gouging, you have nothing to fear from this bill. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Well, yeah, but gas is high. But they don't set the market price. They sell their oil to refineries. Refineries go and refine the gas. They send it out to the gas stations, which are, as everybody always likes to say, oh, yeah, sure, they're mom and pop. They're mom and pop. 1% of gas stations owned in this country by actual oil companies. The rest of it is owned by mom and pops. People that may have a few gas stations, maybe they only have one gas station. They make their money in the convenience side of it. If this was just about oil companies passing along the higher price of a barrel of oil at the pump, we wouldn't be seeing these profits quadruple. Should we be asking the refinery what's going on? Should we be asking the uh, gas station people what's going on? Ask everybody. Or maybe we come to the acceptance that maybe this is just what it is at this moment in time. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A little Johnny Depp news coming up. Also, Leah Thomas, she spoke the other day. Uh, of course, the swimmer from Penn that has caused uh, a lot of people, uh, well, I think to be frustrated and ask certain questions when it comes to trans women in sports. So a man that becomes a woman and the dominance. Interesting, I've got golf on and... Uh, there's a commercial on it, and it's Johnny Depp. Savage from Dior. Like, wow, that's really quick. Overnight. Out comes stuff. Interesting. My pillow. right now is an opportunity for you to save huge, huge, they say, with MyPillow. They got the My Slippers at a discount that is spectacular. Really is. My Slippers are amazing. We're indoor, outdoor. They're absolutely incredible. It's a blowout sale going on right now. And you're going to save huge. $90 savings. Normally $139.98. Now $49.98 with promo code Benzon. <laughs> Made with amazing leather suede. You can wear the indoor out there with the giant, huge, comfortable insole. With You got the patented fill and you got the special gel. You've got memory foam. It is awesome. 68 money back guarantee. One year limited warranty. Tons of colors. Machine washable. Right now, go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975. Get the My Slippers for only $49.95. Take advantage of all the deep discounts because the BOGO, buy one, get one free extravaganza is still going on. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Or call 800-983-4975 today for the best slippers around. The My Slippers. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. 
Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. I think that it was a mistake to have this, um, you know, streamed online and to not have the jury sequestered because I really think that they ended up being influenced by what was happening online, even though they were told not to go online. Uh, somebody's an Amber Heard fan. She's worried about uh, what the jury might have saw or heard. I mean, look, you crapped the bed. Say, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what else to say at that point in time. I, I don't that, like that could have been the first thing I heard in the trial. And they're like, uh, have you made up your mind? I'm like, yeah, I made it up like day one. Like when she crapped the bed, I was like, she's nuts. I do think that it's going to set a precedent there, especially with Manson and Depp being best friends um, and just showing like Depp has won in this case and shown that you can continue to use the court to abuse your victims. No, but she's not a victim. It's funny how she, you know, these people point. Oh yeah, she's the. She wasn't the victim. She lied. She got caught on numerous occasions, lying, lying. I think if we're honest, they're both awful people, and they probably did both horrible things to each other. But when they brought other people in to talk about Johnny. It wasn't the same way when they brought other people in, including people that were, quote-unquote, Amber's people on how she could be. So he got $15 million, I guess, capped at $10 million. She got $2 million for something I think his lawyer did. So that'll be interesting to see how that is going to play out. I don't think it's going to play out well. But that's just that's a perfect world right there. She's like, oh, my God, it was horrible. It was wrong. It's, we have a different world, right? Like, different. I was reading this article yesterday where this guy was talking about he got called up and brought in the office on charges of sexual harassment at work. And they were working on a project together. And he was talking about how you could take two things and bring it together and it could be great. He goes, like, why did your peanut butter get into my chocolate? And the lady, the young girl, accused him of sexual harassment. And then so did the human resource. Like, you can't say that sexual harassment. He goes, don't you know what Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is? Have you never seen the commercial? And the human resource lady is like, there's nothing like that. And they went online and found it. She was like, oh, my God. I didn't know that was real. Yes. Yes. This is the opposite of that. You brought two really bad things together, and it made a bad thing. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 
There was another shooting yesterday, this time in Tulsa. Three dead, and then four if you count the gunman. Found this to be interesting, though. The police chief in Tulsa, when asked about the police's response, he said, Men and women of the Tulsa Police Department did not hesitate. I think that's absolutely in response to what took place in Evaldi and the continual you know, run around of like, first it was this, and then it was that, and the timeline's always changing, and he was outside the school for potentially seven minutes, and you're just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's seven, the average school shooting lasts five minutes. You guys, what were you doing? But to hear that is, I I think, uh, one of those things where you are absolutely looking at the way that people are looking at police right now, saying, is this the way all of these things are going to go? And he's just like, no, no. We, 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 the minute we got the call, we went in and we engaged. Haven't seen too much about the, uh, the shooter. And it's funny. I said yesterday, Here's the way that 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 these things go. And everybody's like, you're a racist. I'm like, no, I'm just being honest. I mean, you don't want to hear honesty. Uh, then go somewhere else. If the shooter is a white guy who hates people on the left, there's, there's going to be a lot of talk. It'll get a lot of 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 press right now anything that happens with kids you're gonna get a lot of press but but in in a situation it's going to get you're you're gonna get a ton of press if you have a certain thing that the media looks for right one of those things i hate to say it's a little bit of body count that sounds horrible but I'm peeling back the kit a little bit and giving you guys a peek inside. I know, Jubilee Talk was much more exciting. If it's somebody who's got beef with another person, right, or it's gang-related, even if multiple people die and it's a handgun, but it's not politically motivated. It's motivated over turf or whatever the hell people are, you know, I don't even know what the, the, the people are fighting about nowadays, but it's probably to do with drugs and, and uh, it, any of, nobody, nobody's paying attention to that. It's like, ah, it's nothing to see here. And this guy's like, that's reverse racism. You're a racist. I'm like, why? Because the reality is that's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. The media looks for stuff. How many people were killed over Memorial Day weekend that weren't killed in a mass shooting? That were killed in drive-bys. That were killed in 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 you know one-offs. That were killed at a, you know at, there was there was a graduation and there was shootings there. But it, it's but it wasn't the whole crowd and it was a handgun and it was more. That's kind of the way this thing goes. Remember, the medias are always looking for narratives, and race right now is a great narrative to have. It's big business. You know, racism is huge business right now. 
there's certain things that are right. Like, I mean, every big major corporation is a chief inclusivity officer. Ooh. Which brings us to this. Leah Thomas, the uh, world-class swimmer. Remember her from Penn? Uh, look, I said her, right? I said her. But uh, she uh, she was on GMA. It's her first real interview talking about the controversy over the fact that, hey, you know what? Not too long ago, you were a guy competing with guys. Now... You are a woman, or at least identifying as a woman, competing with women, and really, you look like a guy competing with kids at times. There are some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how well you do, and the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that be lifted is incredibly relieving. Well, that's good, as long as you're happy. I mean, the other kids, who cares about their... their the, what matters most is you're happy. <laughs> hey, kids, 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 don't worry about it. I know that she crushed you. Then you trained your whole life. And you got absolutely obliterated by her. But she's happy. And that's what matters most. She's happy. I mean, that's kind of like, talk about it, some entitlement right there. Right? Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage is not something that ever factors into our decisions you didn't transition to win more medals no now i will agree with that i don't think that anybody transitions to like hey you know what i can't make the olympics as a as a guy but you know what i could do i could make the world cup and the olympics as a girl i don't think that happens i don't i mean you know a majority of people that transition they're just trans they're just regular people they're not even involved in any athletics and uh, they're probably more apt to be part of uh, you know like I would say, you know, theater and stuff like that. But the, so I don't think that. But just because you don't transition to get uh, a competitive advantage doesn't mean that you don't get a competitive advantage. That's it. You do. You do. That's just, that's what happens, especially the way that you transition. I mean, you were like one summer you're on the guys' team, the next summer you're on the women's team. I find that hard to believe that somehow you don't have some sort of advantage. The women who signed the letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans people, but only, only to a certain point, where if you support trans women as women and they've met all the NCA requirements and then I don't know if you can really say something like that. Yeah, but remember what they're doing next year, right? Because they realized that this was not something that people were comfortable with. And and you know, we 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 here's something that always gets lost in this. I support your right to to 
to transition. I would do whatever the hell makes you happy, right? I mean, if that's what you think is going to change everything in your life and that's the one thing that's missing, you know, fine, right? Uh, look, we can have all kinds of conversations that we have about the mental state of people, about a lot of what's going on right now with the world of transitioning, especially in junior high and high school, where it seems to be it's like, hey, there was no kids here. Now there's like 20 uh, that are transitioning. I find that, and they all seem to be friends. But all of that being said, we forget that there are other people involved, meaning other women. Their voice should matter too, shouldn't it? Should their voice not matter in this conversation? Their feelings don't matter because somehow now this person has decided to become a woman and because they've transitioned, automatically their feelings usurp yours and jump above you because their issue tends to matter more. You have a competitive advantage. They're working hard, too. They're training hard. But there are some things that you are just naturally better at. Now, when you're 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I mean, to a certain extent, eh. Jack's, Jack's hockey team, his team has, the, you know, every, all, all weekend long, there was two or three girls on each team. Part of that is because there's not enough to make up a, a vast majority, but that changes as they get a little bit older. Now, when they start to hit, which will come in the next year or so, that will change because the advantage will be mightily to, to the boys. Absolutely. Leah was asking about the Olympics. Are there Olympics in your future? It's been a goal of mine to, to swim at Olympic trials for, for a very long time, and I, I would love to see that through. Now, I don't know what the Olympics is going to do because they're looking at this, too. And I do think if eventually this ends up in a position where she gets on the Olympic team and she manages to to win, uh, you got to think to yourself, the Olympics will be like, oh, man, we can't have this. Right? We, 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 we can't have this. We can't. Because the worry is about the sports. There should be. Now, GMA spoke with some of her teammates anonymously because why because they don't want they're terrified this is the other part of it they're terrified to talk about how they feel fearing repercussions that would get them kicked out of school and brandished forever as a transphobe the feeling of winning doesn't feel as good anymore because it feels tainted there was a lot of things you couldn't talk about that were very concerning, like a locker room situation. If you even brought up concerns about it, you were transphobic. If you even bring up the fact that Leah's swimming might not be fair, you were immediately shut down as being called a hateful person or transphobic. Yeah, that's scared. So through everybody else's fear, I mean, the, the threats of fear, uh, you know, threaten you, you're, you're afraid to say anything. And, and the fear of being canceled or, or, you know, kicked off the team or out of school when you have your own concerns. And again, her concerns, her feelings matter more than yours. 
but there's never any conversation. The coaches don't sit everyone down and acknowledge what everyone's really upset about. So Pat actually brought in people high up in the athletic department to talk to us. They brought in someone from like the LGBTQ center. So you're upset about what's happening, and so you need psychological help. Yeah, and they told us in this meeting, they said, we understand there's an array of emotions, but Leah's swimming is a non-negotiable. However, we can help you make that okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah, Leah's swimming is non-negotiable. Period, case closed, end of story. So whatever feelings you have, they will always be secondary. Speaking of somebody who has transitioned and knows a thing or two about sports, Caitlin, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Now, this is not Leah Thomas's fault. Um, it's really the woke world that's out there right now uh, gave Leah Thomas the ability to honestly take away medals from other athletes. Uh, she played by the rules, but my beef has been with the NCAA. They've got to harden these rules because the NCAA should be out to protect women's sports. Yeah. 100%. Do you think if you ask Caitlin, Caitlin, if you transitioned when you were 25, and you got to participate in the Olympics at the height of your athletic abilities. Do you think you would have won? Even and you had won as a male. What do you think? She would say honestly, "Yeah, I'd have crushed him." You know, transitioning. I really feel like it comes with responsibility and integrity. And I think in the show that she did, I think there was a lack of that. Uh, It was all about her and her happiness, where, you know, when she was a male swimmer just a few years ago, she wasn't happy at all. Now she's all of a sudden happy. Well, I am into happiness. I am glad she is happy. But she did it at the expense of the other female athletes. Yeah. But you can't say anything, because if you are, you're a transphobe. And remember, everything else is non-negotiable. So we can make it better for you by bringing people in. But uh, you are secondary in this conversation, and your feelings matter not. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We'll have more Jubilee talk coming up a little bit. It's Jubilee Day in uh, Britain. It's going to go on through the weekend. More Jubilee talk coming up. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Get a free two-week trial bag of rough greens all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping vitamins minerals probiotics omega 369 all this incredible stuff put together by dr dennis black who is an amazing naturopathic doctor who's done a thousand different things from being a ranger to a to a cancer survivor uh to being a green beret and all of these amazing things and yet he thinks this is his his biggest accomplishment and it is incredible what it's done for my dogs with his aches his pains the fact that doodle still alive is amazing and I love every second of the time I get to spend with him. And that's probably three years longer than he would have had. And there's only one thing we change, rough greens. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food. Don't even change anything when it comes to your dog's food. Watch what happens. It's incredible. Two-week jump start right now for free. Cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there today. Get your free bag. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. 
Stay hidden. Obi-Wan Kenobi star and executive producer Ewan McGregor making it clear toxic fans are not welcome in the Star Wars world. He posted a video online after Obi-Wan actress Moses Ingram revealed that she was getting death threats after the series debuted last week. We love Moses. And if you're sending her bullying messages, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. There's no place for racism in this world. And uh, I totally stand with Moses. Other actors of color in the Star Wars world, including John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran, have experienced similar online hate. Well, first of all, uh, racism stupid. We know that. Secondly, why, why, why? Why is everybody mad at her? I mean, oh, because she's in the new Star Wars and uh, uh, she gets attacked because she's black. I don't for what? Like, is this, you know, I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world. I didn't really got that. You know, you know, you never see fat people in space. <laughs> you notice that it's not, it's not one fat Stormtrooper, honestly, there's not one fat stormtrooper. Outside of Jabba, everybody else is pretty thin. You'll see that. Huh? What's that? Oh, this is very nice, Chad. I just, people are, first of all, the nerds get involved in stuff and then they're angry. And like, well, she doesn't, what, what doesn't she do? Like, what is she, what, what, well, how did she ruin the series for you? I'm just, I'm just curious. Good God. People are so stupid. This is why we can't have nice things. Now, if you're just saying, I don't like her character and it's stupid. Well, that's a different thing. Cause you guys are nerds and I expect stuff like that, but it's because I don't like her character and it's stupid cause she's black. Then you're an asshat. And I hope a stormtrooper comes and gets you. Luckily for you, they'll miss because they've never hit anything. Ever. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.